Welcome to the Digital Transformationists podcast. On today's episode, we are joined by the amazing Mark Garza, founder and CEO of Flatwater Foundation. We'll hear the story and history of Flatwater Foundation and the Damn That Cancer fundraising event, how digital technology plays a part in Flatwater Foundation's day-to-day and long-term goals, the community dedicated to helping folks find their flat water through paddleboarding, equine therapy, books, you name it, and the future of breaking the stigma associated with mental health support and how we can arrive there together. Mark, welcome to the podcast, man. It's good to see you. Oh, great to see you. Thank you so much for having me. Definitely. And by way of introduction here, Garrett Dutton. This is Mark. Hey, Mark. What? Good to see you, man. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Garrett. Great meeting you. Thanks for the time. Are you in uh, Austin, Texas right now? Uh, technically, I'm about 30 miles north in Georgetown, Texas, just outside. Right. But yeah, we, we are in Austin and uh, based in Austin and uh, enjoying, it. enjoying it. Yeah, I'm sure you know the city a little bit. What, a, what an amazing town. Killer. <laughs> so, uh, Mark, I, I discovered the Flatwater Foundation through your big fundraising event, Damn It Cancer. And I, I think I saw it in an Austin Monthly advertisement. And then it happens also that uh, I'm friends with Ashley Elder, who was on your board, I think, at one point or another. Amazing human being. And I figured if, if, if Ashley gives a thumbs up on a foundation like yours, she's, you know, it's got to be an amazing group of people. Oh, um, wow. Yes. Ashley is incredible. Yes. Such an amazing human. Um, so you know, I, I got to participate in the 2018 event, and then I fundraised in 2020. But 2020, obviously, is a different year than other years. Um, your, your foundation's uh, amazing. There's a great story, and we're looking forward to hearing your story on it. Uh, but for those that are listening, um, you know, you're, you're including into the support that you provide um, your benefactors effectively, uh, psychological counseling, as well as an integrated approach to wellness via access to yoga, meditation, group exercises, and personal training. Uh, it's amazing how well-rounded y'all are thinking in terms of that. Um, but uh, I guess I don't mean to step on Garrett here, but I'm kind of flowing here. Tell us about the foundation. Yeah, so uh, you're right. All those things are integral. Um, but really, we started Flatwater Foundation here in Austin, Texas in 2010 because there is such a need um, for access to the mental side of a cancer diagnosis, mental support, and people just were not getting it um, and still are not getting it. It's still a struggle. So Flatwater was started to provide 100% paid access to families touched by cancer diagnosis, and that's not just the person diagnosed, but also family members and those around it. Because what the name comes from, as we say, you know, when a diagnosis is introduced, uh, a lot of waves kind of crash across a big community. And our mission, our vision is to bring these families back to what we call the serenity of flat water. And, and um, it must be just extremely rewarding um, to be able to help people through this. And I know that, that you've been through this yourself. Um, and, you know, that was, your, your father was diagnosed, right, in 2009. Right. And... Um, from that, what I gather, you, you kind of found paddleboarding as an outlet, as a meditation to kind of help you cope with, you know, the struggle that your father was going through and your family was going through. I mean, can you just tell us a little bit about, you know, how 
that very personal meditation and exercise thing, just something and you clicked and then you found a larger calling even outside of your own family. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I gave you kind of just the, the, the quick background, sort of the more of the, you know, what we are and the canned response. But what I'd love to do is, you know, take a step outside of that and really, um, you know, really have a conversation about what's, what the, what's important here. And that's taking care of the head, right? Mental health right. and taking care of the brain. So I did. You're exactly right, Garrett. I went through this and was found out my dad was going to die. Like in a nutshell, uh, I'm the youngest of four kids. And, you know, up until the age of I was around 33 at the time, um, 10 years ago, and uh, and you know we had gone through life with good news and 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 doing well and successes and you know wins and stuff along the way. And I was very blessed, very fortunate. But you get to something like that, and and your dad is kind of brings everybody to the table. And we were living all across the country at the time, four kids, and kind of explains, but in a really weird way, what's going on with him and PSA and all this stuff that we had no idea what any of it meant. And so we kind of crashed into different directions. Um, and me being, you know, my mom, my brother, my two sisters, and just find ourselves in this struggle that's happening every day, many times a day all over the world. And so the mental side of it hit me and everybody else really hard. Uh, fast forward, I kind of found myself on a paddleboard in Austin, Texas. Uh, it's kind of become a hotbed for it, but in 2009, the sport had just arrived and a friend of mine was opening the shop and gave me a paddleboard. So I'm getting out on the water every morning at 9 a.m., 6 a.m., you know, 5.30 a.m., like just getting out before work if I can. And, uh, and yeah, found what you said, man, found this accidental meditation, this level, this calm, this mindfulness. Um, I wasn't practicing meditation actively and just kind of accidentally found myself in this in this moment, this lull. Uh, in the winter, there would be these little wisps of, uh, you know, kind of fog two inches above the, lip, the water that would just wisp off the board. And it just was the sign that I, I was doing better and I felt great and I was taking care of my mind, but something was missing. And um, I, I needed maybe some professional help. And that, that sort of path to finding a therapist was so hard and so confusing got to the point I, I found a therapist and got there and it's hard to figure it out and then once i did it wasn't until i was in the session i found out it was going to be 140 bucks an hour you know for a 50-minute session and right so yeah through that whole struggle um i really found this was going to be a challenge uh in time saw my mom going deeper into how's your dad how's your dad my dad's fine he's dying but my mom hit harder than I could have ever imagined. So anyways, the aha moment, this therapist I couldn't afford to see called me back and said, Hey, you know what? I'm sorry that, that you couldn't continue booking. Um, there was something about you. Come on in. There's something about you. Don't worry about the money. I need to see you. I need to talk to you. And this is, you know, just about a decade ago. And, and man, that, that boom, that, that session was like a USB drive in my neck. I always say that. And she downloaded mm. what was going on and spit it back. And I was ready. And I could not wait to get to the next Thursday. And then the next Thursday. And she said, don't worry about the money, man. And that was it. I knew this is it. If we could remove that barrier, um, it, it should, doesn't have to be like this. We can change lives. Do, so, do you still see her? Sorry. Sorry, Christian. I don't. <laughs> that's, that's a great question. I don't. Um, 
I don't, and that question reminds me that I need to shoot a text uh, of gratitude her way um, and maybe give her an update. I do see a therapist still. Um, we've, we're founded in Austin, Texas, based in Austin. Our offices, um, through the pandemic, we've let go of that to, to slim our, our costs in the office, and so I'm working out of my house. Um, but we still do work out of Austin, Texas, at our base, um, but I live outside of town, and uh, we'll probably get into it, but I've also started to embrace uh, teletherapy as well. Wow. So um, I kind of touched on some of the things that you've integrated effectively into the program, so to speak. Great. Um, I've heard also that there's an equine uh, element to this, which is so cool. Can you tell us more about that? Yes, I spoke with, spoke with her this morning, Lindsay. Um, Lindsay and Alyssa. Uh, yeah, Chelsea Hardy and myself. So there's two of us. There's only two full-time employees at the, at the foundation. And Chelsea, years and years ago, um, we both understood uh, the power of, of equine therapy and animals and equine assisted counseling and she we kind of had gotten together and had this idea and this concept and uh, met Lindsay through her husband who is uh, a member of a band a two-person band called Black Pistol Fire shout out to Black Pistol Fire <laughs> and crazy small stuff and we have Black Pistol Fire play our little rinky dink party right in the parking lot before they're all over the world and and uh, her he's like Kevin's like you gotta meet my wife He's doing equine therapy. And so we really, we had a lot of meetings built the program and I went through it and I was in tears just bawling because I was going through what I was going through with my dad. I saw the power firsthand. Chelsea was a, meant a lot to her. She'd grown up around horses and, and, you know, we thought, wow, this is something we really need to integrate. It's exactly what we do. Same core, same yeah. core program, yeah. same core mission. But sometimes talk therapy doesn't work. You know, it, it isn't what you need. People don't mm -hmm. want to, maybe it's a whole family. They don't want to sit with a counselor. Um, and this was it, man. We, we, uh, I could talk for, for hours about it, so I won't. But yeah, that was it. And, and that was um, about seven years ago. And uh, to this day, a lot of the, most of the people that want to tell us about their success and their, their testimonial, because it's all, all anonymous, not because there's stigma, but because, you know, HIPAA, we, we, keep it, we keep it private. But they come to us and they're like, I got to tell you about equine. So it's really cool. Very cool. And so, it's not horse riding. They're not on the horses. It's all energy work. It's all, right. you know, around the horses and the power and the, the, the humble sort of emotion. Sure. When you have um, a family that you're trying to help through the struggle, right? Yeah. Um, so are you, are, are you go? do you have, first of all, are you helping, are, are most of the families like in Texas, like around Austin or are they around yeah. the world? Okay, great so, question. So great. That's a great question. So the need is just, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of therapy need, yeah. needed. Right. And so because because of our, our location in Austin, Texas and in central Texas, we knew that, you know, we're a small organization, two people. Uh, we could grow it to a million, two million. Right. Um, see what we could do. We are focused on the greater Austin area from sort of the Georgetown area down to um, San Marcos and Buda south of town. But mm -hmm. here uh, the five and a half million dollars of work we've been doing has been tailored towards Central Texas, uh, Greater Austin area, and um, it's just a scratch on the surface, man. It's we want to set an example, we want to inspire, but um, we're hoping that we're making an impact, and especially on stigma worldwide. Absolutely. Um, so then, do you? So then, do you have a network of kind of uh, you know therapists and like the equine therapists and the? Mm -hmm. um, so do you have a network kind of? Yeah, that's that's exactly it. That's ex exactly what it is here. We it's it's our it's a Flatwater Network. Um, when I started it, 
so we have one equine, equine therapy program, and it's a little more specialized, and we have some limited referrals into that because it is a little more specialized, and it's uh, half an hour, 45 minutes outside of town, and they have smaller capability for capacity. But what we've done is we have – so when I started this, it was like, you know, with at the time, uh, Doug Ullman was at Livestrong, and he and I were college buddies. He was the CEO um, and I went to him just when I was going through this with my dad and it was like, wait, people, it's when I discovered talking to him that like people could get, they're building a navigation center and they could get four or five sessions. And then I started to go beyond that and find insurance and other things. It was like, you were limited to five, six sessions. And I was like, what, two months? This is cancer. It's not going away. Like right. mm-hmm. it's going to come back. So it, it just didn't make sense. So we, we, we really knew that we needed to do something about it. And I thought, well, what if I dedicated myself you know, I told him, like, what if I just personally it was just me and I was a volunteer. I had a full-time job in advertising. I was like, I'll use my marketing skills to raise money and we'll pay the bill for people that want to get therapy. And they're like, uh, okay, <laughs> yeah, you know, sure. Um, and so I went to Livestrong and said to their counselors and said, hey, man, you must have hundreds of counselors that they send me people, send me people. And they're like, well, you do. Handed me a stack of business cards and said, wow. here are some counselors that say, we'd love to help people that come to, to your office. And wow. I said, do you send anybody? And they said, no, it's too expensive. And that wow. was the theme. That was the theme. It's too expensive. Right. It's too expensive. And people are going through cancer and it bankrupts them. Money is gone. Even if you had right. money, it's ripped right. away. So started with that stack of business cards and I built a network, as we call it now. And what it was, it was a spreadsheet. And I went and met with them. I'd see their offices, check their kind of hip, their uh, privacy, parking, ADA compliance. Is it a place I would go? You know, it's like, you got to right. feel great about it. So right. Right. if I felt great about it, that's all I knew. I wasn't a nonprofit executive, man. Like I, I was just going to build a, build this and was a volunteer. And so it grew and, uh, and it, it was a spreadsheet with 10, 15, 20 names. My Made up slogan was "Send us the bill." <laughs> Five water yeah, Send oh, us cool. the bill. Send yeah. us the bill. Five water Like that's all it was, man. I would check the mail, right. and it was out of my townhouse, mm-hmm. and I would get the bill, and I would go to the funds, and I, you know, we had set up. We were five hundred one c three. We were everything compliant. Mm-hmm. My father, who was dying and then passed, uh, had for 20, 25 years run a nonprofit doing dentistry called oh. Christina Smile. Um, okay. He was a dentist, oh, cool. and he had performed. Um, he was doing about twenty eight million by the time he passed in. Wow. in in, in, in unpaid for unpaid services in dentistry. Yeah, wow. we built the wow. we built the first uh, mobile dental offices in the back of 18, 18 wheelers. I don't tell that story enough. But wow. Yeah, so that was what my dad was doing, and and so I'd seen it could be done, and he was helped me form it, and we did everything right. Bylaws, wow. board of directors. That's- so yeah, we we built it up, and that, that was a long way around the corner there, guys. Sorry, but the story <laughs> no, the story becomes that was, was a good walk. It was a good walk. Yeah, yeah, they, excellent, excellent. So. <laughs> So there we were, I'd been inspired by my father who was dying and I knew these people weren't going to get help if he passed and we needed to help more people. So, um, yeah, that network grew and, and, uh, and it was just a spreadsheet that we said, okay, people do not need to call Mark. They don't need to call quote unquote the flat water number. I'd need to partner with people that know these families that are working with them every day, day in, day out. And so Texas oncology here in Austin mm-hmm. of us oncology, um, was a great place to start the Livestrong Cancer Navigation Center when it was still in existence. Um, they've changed that a bit now, but um, Wonders and Worries is an organization that does care for the family, the children of families of diagnosis. So mm-hmm. nobody's been taking care of the parent, and so we started there and empowered them with access to the spreadsheet. But 
as you know, Christian, you can't you can't operate scale off a of spreadsheet. No. <laughs> yeah, but that's it, man. Well, that was our network, and our network of, of fifteen became one hundred and fifty. Wow. And uh, and yeah, that's that's exactly exactly what we do with the network. So the the universe gave you amazing ingredients, you know, inspiration through your father, uh, history of of doing something to help other people yep. in the world of health, right? And, and you've just done amazing things with it. And I know that's taken an amazing team. Um, and, you know, at the moment you say you're, you're full-time wise, two of you, like Chelsea is like a rock. Like, absolutely. I mean, like, you know, I'm outside looking in, of course, uh, but everything that comes through y'all, um, everything that comes through her communications also, because I, I receive more of her communications. Right. She handles amazing. our events. Yep. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So yeah, we, we have, there's two of us. Um, but the Flatwater Foundation, I like to say, is actually um, what we call the Flatwater family is mm. um, a couple thousand people um, like yourself included, paddlers, past paddlers, donors, um, you know, some 18,000 donors. But really this core family, these people that have done our three or four month uh, pre-pandemic, it was a lot more community focused and, you know, it, it, we'll get back there. Um, we've made some, some big changes, but, you know those people plus we've got these 150 therapists plus we've got you know these 50 some odd partners in local cancer organizations um it just so happens these people are and the therapy is all paid for it is all paid we none of this is volunteer and free we don't use the word free ever in our messaging because then it proves its value it's sure. worth so much um but we pay on behalf of the families going to care we pay for their bill so the, the it's not just two of us it is an army Sure. Um, and Ashley has also hooked us up with some volunteers and, yep. and others, but, uh, but yeah, we, we try to keep Marcom. <laughs> I, you know, I come from ad agencies and in, in a community communications background and yeah. Chelsea's come from, as a professional athlete, um, as a, as a professional pole vaulter, um, and, uh, sponsored athlete. So we use our, our strength and sponsorship and marketing to make a difference. Right, so so just kind of along those lines, um, <clears throat> Christian was saying that you know your board is amazing, and obviously, um, you know, the Flatwater family is has touched a lot of people um, through the damn that cancer event. Yeah, and that's a real community builder. Yeah. Um, so I imagine a lot of the team building kind of happens organically from people, you know, kind of being passionate yeah. and sharing, you know, the joys and the, and, uh, the victories that you guys are able to help bring to people. Um, so, but can you just talk a little bit, a bit about that, about the team building? Yeah. You know, it's exactly it. It's completely organic. It's not like, Hey, come join the club. It's a club that like I started to find out about, um, because I made, made myself really vulnerable. Really early on, it was yeah. about kind of being vulnerable and telling my story and trying to be like, "Look, I got hit with this. It sucks. I needed this. Is I needed therapy. I still need therapy. We all need therapy." Um, I, I'll admit, I I don't do enough of it. Like, I don't. I need. I should take care of myself even more. We all should. So, um, the community came. Uh, uh, just for example, uh, I had friends around me every single day for you know ten years. That I'd been back home. I was born and raised in Austin, and I lived around and traveled for work in New York and San Fran. So I'm back home and I have these friends. I've been around all over my, all, all my life. Once I start this, I start to find out, hey, dude, my dad died from cancer too. 
and I'm getting emotional because I'm thinking in my head, I'm thinking about specific yeah. conversations. Yeah. And uh, I, well, I have no idea. Wow. And, you know, and then even, even, the, even last year, you know, um, 10 years into to running this, I have a friend that I grew up with from, uh, from kindergarten uh, that is still in my life, back in my life. Uh, and is like, yeah, man, this means a lot because of me losing my dad when I was little. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, man. And so that club of all these people that wanted to, the worst club you ever wanted to be in, man, people that have lost their dad way too early, but then also just people that were diagnosed and people that have been through this and people that lost a mother, spouse, um, they all started to really gel. And it was because I had that experience on a paddleboard and I decided, you know what, let's go take this 21 miles on Lake Austin and go do this with 12 of us just to get on the radio and the news and, and, and talk about it and TV. Why are you doing, what is this walking on water? What is this paddleboarding? You know, it, it wasn't California. We were in Austin and people had never seen this. And so um, it worked and that message got out. And not only did we hope to move the needle for stigma, but other people said, I want to know about this. I was getting emails from all over the country, quite. Um, hey, I saw what you guys just did, and uh, I want to learn more. And so a friend of mine, Ben Cortez, who used to live in Austin, was in Hawaii, and tried to get some professional surfers and stuff involved. We did. Blew them out. Like, just, this is incredible. It's, it happened so fast, man. Wow. And uh, and so, yeah, it was like this community of people that were dying to, to have a fun conversation around surf, paddleboarding, sports, water sports, coffee, whatever. And, uh, and, and, and create a marching army that every year became a fundraiser. And then uh, the week after that first stunt where we paddled 21 miles with some friends and a radio DJ, you know, JB from JB <laughs> and Sandy and grabbed people with reach and frequency. And a week later, we had a nonprofit 501c3 submitted um, an organization with the Secretary of State in Texas and, and uh, knew we needed to make that an, an event. Um, hmm. I, I knew that that could be an event that we could use to, uh, had no idea what it would become, but, uh, to <laughs> maybe so raise some dollars to, to pay for this. And that, that became the core of the community, but we now do marathons, runs, walks, wow. fishing, uh, anywhere you can find your flat water, you know, like yeah. we, we hmm. you can, you can, anything you do, read a book, but whatever it is that you do to meditate, yoga, find flat mm-hmm. water. That's why we integrate that. those other things. Exactly. Yeah. So um, in the world of, I'm, I'm going to get this to some techie stuff. In the world of software development, I love a it. practice called Agile. And in that, there's a lot of talk about ceremonies and rituals. Um, in the Flatwater Foundation, if you ever go to an event and paddle it, uh, it's beyond words, amazing and beautiful, the interactions. And a lot of those, I think the rituals that have come uh, in, the, in the annual event are, are the very same things you shared with us around Make you putting yourself out there and being vulnerable, you know, writing people's names on your arms and like share with us some of those rituals of the, of the flat water, of the actual Dan the Cancer event, because it's so beautiful. And, and for those that are listening, go to the website, flatwaterfoundation.org and see the pictures uh, that, that the team has shared of these events. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah Tyler's, D- Tyler's DTC.com. You can check out sort of the recap from this year, which was a, a strange and different we had to do that was 15 seven person sort of seven or eight nice. person small dtcs with masks on shore totally socially distant like 60 of us had to go virtual it was it, it but anyway it's it's still very moving and through the pandemic um you know i'm very careful i'm a i'm a, I'm a safe guy here i've got bad yeah, asthma yeah. we you know we but we had we had epidemiologists in the city and we had advisors and we did it so clean that the oh, epidemiologists so joined us 
um, out there because we just separated everybody. So um, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it, 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 Sharpies. The Sharpies is a big one. Um, mm -hmm. And every year, you know, you've been doing this for 10 years and every year people do something, laminate, laminate photos of all the loved ones that they want to honor and somebody else picks that up and then 10 people and then 20 people writing the names of who you want to honor all over your body in a Sharpie for the day. But the cool part is, you know, in past years is all the people you have to hand a pen to somebody else to write on your back and write on your legs and write on. So you literally have to physically go through the ritual of saying, Hey Christian, will you write my dad's name mm -hmm. on my shoulder? Um, I'm getting emotional thinking about it because it's, oh, it's moving, man. It is. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and then, <laughs> and then getting on the bridge, we, we started this thing called low water crossing bridge and stand mm -hmm. on a bridge with, uh, with an, with a national anthem. But years back, we lost a very close and dear friend that lived sort of in that community. And we started to bring flowers down and holler out the names of people we wanted to honor and toss flower off the bridge. Um, I live in a patch then, of shores, by the way. Yeah, exactly. That's my and home. Love it. And so, yeah, so we throw him in the water in his backyard right now. Right there, we would throw these flowers in and then get some, uh, obviously, extra flowers that we would throw in and, and just have everybody start yelling the name out loud into the air, um, who they want to honor. And so the next 10 hours, um, that kicks it off, opens the doors and really the flourish. But the next 10 hours... Uh, you don't even realize, uh, Garrett, you wouldn't even realize you paddled 21 miles over 10 hours because people are talking, sharing their mm -hmm. stories. Hey, me too, me too. Um, uh, and, and just getting to know each other. And it, it, it's tough. It's tough. It's hot this year. We, October, but, uh, it's hot and it's, it's hard, but, 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 um, the vulnerability is the, the walls are down and the community is stronger. But the, you know, it's amazing. Um, 21 miles is a long distance, 10 hours is a lot of time, but that's a lot of time to reflect and, and really just, you know, set your intention. And I got to say it is, it's very, um, energizing when you hit some of those corners, you start hitting those headwinds. Yeah. Those are tough, man. Yeah. But I tell you that, that energy that you, you harness it, you, you kind of build in that morning and in conversations really carry you through. And it's amazing yeah. of the community feeling to it as well. I love, love, glad to hear that. I love to hear that. Um, there've been years that the, the, the struggle has been so hard. I've been, I get scared. Those are my people. Those are my 200. That's my family. A lot of responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. And it's scary. And I've been in tears before with white caps in our face and falling down and people falling off their boards. But it always seems that the harder it is, the, um, the happier everybody is when it's over, but the more proud and, uh, excited, uh, about it people become. Um, it's never not exciting at the end, but, um, but, uh, but we always prevail and, uh, you know, we don't always make it through on the other side and people run out of time with cancer and we don't shy away from that one bit, but we have to celebrate uh, everything we're doing to, to help them and get them to a, to a better place uh, if possible. I want to kind of go back to something that you um, said earlier and, and that was kind of about <clears throat> kind of one of the core missions, which was, I mean, what, what did you say it was um, like trying to take away the stigma yeah. Yeah. of therapy and mental health i mean um yeah can you just talk a little about a bit about that because i feel like there there is such a stigma attached to that in a lot of families like yeah i think like in in our family even um my my oldest son has had quite a lot of therapy growing up mm -hmm. um and he's kind of the only person in our family that ha has had therapy and it was kind of the thing like you know 
Duttons don't get therapy, mm. which is obviously like a, a really stupid thing <laughs> to feel. But, no, but I just feel like you, from man. a personal thing. Yeah. Like, like so, do you must deal with that all the time. Yeah. Like people are like, I don't need therapy. Yeah. No, I don't need it. Yeah. Your shoulder, everything. So yeah, just talk about that. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm the son of a of a stubborn, tough love Hispanic man. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, that's real. That's very real. And you're, you're, you hit the nail on the head, man. So, um, basically like when it all started, it was about starting a conversation and by starting a conversation, simply a conversation through paddleboarding, for example, starting a conversation on the news, we could move the needle a little bit just to get people talking about it. If we were on the news and then this news story was about like why mental health is important around a cancer diagnosis. It was really more about why mental health is important and taking care of yourself. And then cancer was what I was going through in my life. It wasn't about me. Yeah. It was just about people need to take care of their heads and their minds. What um, is the stimulus, whatever the circumstance. It, yeah, getting through life. And I'm not a mental health professional. Every meeting I have, every time I talk to a counselor, um, I am a guy who's told your dad is going to die and struggle through it and then realize we could put something in place to make it easier for people to get help. Mm. Um, I'm not a therapist. Uh, I'm a businessman. I'm an ad guy. I'm a whatever you want to call me. But for 10 years now, I've run a nonprofit that is um, making that happen. So, yeah, it was moving, starting conversation and moving the needle. Um, but I realized very quickly here that if you create all of these amazing paid-for opportunities, open all of these doors, and you know, put the people in the hallway, nobody's going in the door if they don't feel like they need to, want to, should, supposed to. So we could completely and totally build the amusement park, but nobody was gonna be on the rides um, mm -hmm. if, uh, if we didn't start to tell them about how awesome it was. So, sure. Sure. so while mission and the money and the dollars that we raise, those all go to pay for therapy for these families that are diagnosed and are matched through our network. Um, we've been, we've been hit hard with the pandemic. Um, we had to push, push pause on new placements into care for a while. We still are paused while we have 350 people in their families that are in care and 30, 40,000 cash out the door. We got up to where we were doing $120,000 cash out the door, which is $240,000 of therapy in a month right wow. before the wow. pandemic. Wow. Two, two, two person organization plus the whole family and, and network. And so, um, yeah, it was just a, with the event on hold, we had a $1.2 million deficit, right? Yeah. And so, what? sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I was just yeah. saying, doesn't, I mean, I guess you kind of touched on earlier, but yeah, so the, so basically with your medical insurance, yeah, yeah. You're just not getting, people aren't getting at, they might get some minimum <laughs> yeah. health therapy, but not adequate. Yeah, so, and a lot of times insurance doesn't cover it. So how to qualify, you know, when we are able to, and when we climb back, and we are, we're, 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 we've made heavy, heavy headway, um, and we still need help. We need a lot of help to get there. Because cancer doesn't go away. So we went from this, insurance might do four or five sessions, and that when you, that, that's what that triggered that, is those four or five sessions, and then you're done, um, so the criteria for getting in is that you couldn't otherwise afford the care yourself and it's, you're seeking this help because of cancer, how cancer has affected you. So, and, and we empower our partners at Texas Oncology, Wonders and Worries, um, you know, our, our, our referral partners that know these families very well and know their finances, et cetera, to make those calls, but they need to ask those questions like, could you afford this on your own? If so, let's look at those vehicles and your insurance sure. and what will cover. Yeah, often they're left high and dry out the door six weeks mm -hmm. in, seven weeks in. Um, and so we keep people in there ongoing months, weeks, years, 
Um, and so it's an, ex, you know, I told you that theme at the beginning was it's expensive. It's too expensive. It's expensive. Well, yeah, it gets even more expensive when you say, I don't want to take this away from you. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening is people will go right. with insurance and start with it. So if they do have insurance, the long answer is they get <laughs> they can use their insurance and should use their insurance and be taken care of. But a lot of times that goes away, dries up, um, or a lot of these folks just that we're taking care of don't have access to that. So um, that's where the big gap is. Uh, and man, what a time to talk about mental health during a pandemic. Right. Yeah. So, so um, I mean, God, that's that's like a tremendous um, cash flow you guys have to have coming in and going out. I mean, seriously, yeah, like, exactly. Especially if it's, I mean, unlimited. Like that's. Uh, yeah, once a week yes. we do limit it to once a week. So, uh-huh. but that's because we have to have breaks in place, and we sure. do every eight sessions. We have the therapy. We have the, the therapist check in, and we have a policy where each eight it reminds them this is number eight, and so every couple of every couple of months you're gonna let them know they can heal. That's not to say, hey man, Garrett, you're done. It's to say, hey, right. you can heal because when I went through it, I was like, is this forever? Yeah, right. Well, I mean, you, you just have a framework. Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I was just going to, we, we were, Christian was telling me um, before we, we got you on the line today yeah. about uh, some of your sponsors yeah. too. And it sounds like you have a, just a wonderful uh, group of companies. Um, yeah. That, you know, so can you just talk, talk to us about kind of how you've teamed up with them, how you linked up with them, who they are and, um, yeah. and, and what areas they're able to help. Yeah. It's been actually pretty cool. So we start by kind of like the overall branching and put it together. And it, it, there's a company in town called Tyler's who, if you've ever been to Austin, there's com- there's, there's places like Stillwater, Oklahoma, you see Eskimo Joe's tees. I know you've traveled quite a bit, both of you guys, mm-hmm. but Garrett, you know, specifically, you know, these cities and you travel around city to city and people will wear a shirt from a city that has nothing to do with anything, but it's kind of an icon. And in Austin, these are these shirts say Tyler's Austin, Texas on the back and they're everywhere. Okay. And Tyler's is a, is a, is a t-shirt shop. It's a lifestyle shop. It's, you know, Billabong, Nike, Under Armour runs the gamut. And so I went in and said to the owner, I was introduced to the owner. Um, by a now one of, now our board chair, but a, a close friend of mine, and uh, introduced us to to the company. And I said, "Hey, I have an idea. There's a shirt you guys have. Everybody in Austin wears them." Um, I've started this organization. My mission is to provide access to these families. They can't get help. They can't get mental health or counseling around therapy. Here's our logo. Here's our brand. Um, this is what we do. And I'd love to take one shirt. These guys are selling thousands of shirts a week, um, you know, all over their eight locations now. They've grown to eight, but across the state of Texas. And I said to the owner, I, I, I just, I love what you do. I love your, your store and your vibe. I'd love to make our mission part of this lifestyle. Kids, college kids, young adults, and get them thinking about therapy. Um, not just cancer, but mental health. And Flatwater. And so maybe I could have one shirt. We could design it. Maybe some patients could design it, but we designed it and, and all, you know, just Tyler's blank shirt says Tyler's, but that shirt will have flat water on its sleeve. And he was like, I love it. <laughs> it's great. He's like, okay. So from there it became a way to raise money. Then I said, Oh, well, can I come back in two weeks? I have a major event that we do. Damn that cancer. I'd love to talk about getting involved as maybe presenting that event because we need to take it to the next level. Great. Come back on in. So that starts there. Then local businesses start to get involved and see, uh, you know, the Hewlett's and Hewlett Volkswagen, Hewlett Chevrolet, they do a branded, we do a wrap, we do a vehicle every year for four months. Oh, cool. And so we start to get GM, then we have General Motors and Chevy, and Volkswagen, and then it's like, 
the event grows. And unfortunately, you know, I said, uh, Chelsea was an athlete and she was a sponsored athlete and I come from marketing. And so we start putting these, yeah, I love it. Love it. So we start putting these partnerships in place and then the natural ones come like Ashley you know, is a uh, Christian or, you know, or you work out at Orange Theory Fitness or you go to CrossFit Central and I was media. So I wanted to go to the magazines and then I thought once, once we get out there, we start putting together packets and then the packets are what we can give. And so it's kind of a snowball effect. The more you can grow and the more you can obviously get those eyeballs. Um, you can talk to people about what you have to offer. But what I realized is this wasn't the same as my traditional uh, world. There was so much more emotion involved and so much more tied to an emotive. So a lot of times we'd have a sponsor that would say, uh, you know, uh, we have Rob who, who got, the years he's gotten, um, uh, Rob Koenig who'd gotten, we used to, our shoe sponsor, for example, was, uh, we've been through a few, but we had uh, Maui Jim involved. We had Rob had us have rainbow sandals. We now have Hari Mari shoes. So Hari Mari, um, but they come on, and a lot of these guys want to come on and support the paddlers in the event to get involved. But sometimes we'll have uh, sponsors that will say, "Don't worry about my logo, uh, or don't worry about you know my like whatever. What do you need? We can yeah. we can we can gift them. We can." Um, and it was just kind of flipping me upside down because like, no, 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 we need to put you. On. And they would be like, "Okay, well you can put it on the website, but like this is just so important." And well, my my dad, I just lost my dad, and so. I, I, I don't know. I, I struggle to talk about this, but what really hit me is that on the sponsorship side, I started to just get sponsors and meet with sponsors, but they all started to become sort of like me too. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, all right, well, then let's work together on this. Let's figure it out. What, we can, oh. what can keep you happy? Um, get you as out there, but more importantly, I just want people to know that you are supporting us. Um, so it's gone so national. Amazing. It's gone national. Um, look at our list on tylersdtc.com, yeah. Sunbum, and um, I mean, it's, it's hard for me to, because I want, <laughs> I want to say every sponsor, don't get me started, because I want to say every sponsor, because right. they make right. it happen. We raised, yeah. we, in our audited financials, we did like $164,000 in sponsorship dollars and support from sponsors. And on the year, um, 18 would have been the most recent, you know, filed, we just did 19. Um, 120 around 125,000 give or take it's 124 125,000 in in cost of fundraising we exceed our cost of fundraising and event costs with sponsor dollars so there's a surplus so that the money donated to our paddlers and our event participants 100% goes to the goes to the therapy that's that's an amazing stat to share and i wanted to get to that talked about these numbers um, I, I don't know what the, the benchmarks are out there for nonprofits and, you know, cost of ghost overhead and expenses versus actual services. Uh, but y'all have done phenomenally well. You know, I mentioned you're a businessman, you've been in marketing and, and you've pulled together just an amazing program. Um, Thank you. What, what is the benchmark? Yeah. You know, like what, what, is, what is a, a successful nonprofit in terms of expenses versus sure. actual service? Um, the first benchmark is existing after three years. Okay. The, the, First benchmark is sort of that eighty percent um, attrition, like just not making it, and so that was a really hard. That was a really hard one. A big like other restaurants and businesses, you gotta hit that three, four year mark. Yeah, it, it's this is no different. This is a small business um, yeah. selling a mission, but there was and it was volunteer. The first five years, I was a volunteer, so there's no staff mm -hmm. and kept it lean. But um, a lot of times, people come to that eighty twenty. Um, I, I eighty twenty program uh, a program overhead ratio and I had trouble with that for many many years you know the first three four five mm -hmm. years six years the overhead myth um, of sort of 
you have to hit this number and you have to be there because as you know, Christian, you're, you're a data guy process. Um, mm -hmm. Those numbers and those relationships really change and tweak at scale. And when you're really mm -hmm. small, you have to get things done. You have to get things accomplished. But we didn't invest anything in, in, in human capital. And then we flipped that kind of switch where we had to get an executive director. And right away we said, well, we need to invest in Chelsea or you know, yeah. a, a, an events person because this is getting too big. And, big, big, yeah. Um, and so we tried to struggle to hit those benchmarks. But what happens and the reason a lot of nonprofits go away is because there is a stigma. There is a... Uh, there is an, a myth around overhead about investing in, in human capital and having to hit those numbers because if you don't have the people to do it, you're done. Do it. You're done. Yeah. You can't do it. So it was scary and it was hard, but we've done it and we twofold, threefold, you know, got it back. Um, but so now we're at a 90 10. I think at audit yes. we were at 89, 90, 89, 11. Wow. Um, and that's all changed. Like that's all changed. And, and this, it, it hasn't been, not for the worse, whatever, but mm -hmm. sort of, you know, this year shook us up. It shook everybody mm -hmm. up. Um, mm -hmm. because we had a four or five months with no fundraising, but, um, but we, so we had to lower our expenses. Right. We had to say no to people, which I've never, that's been very hard for my that's mental hard. health. Well, I've been very hard for my own. That's stressful. Health. I mean, you lose, I'm yeah. sure you lose sleep yeah. with that kind of stuff, you know? And I, that's the exact phrase I use all the time. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. real. Like, these bags are real. I was at a baby and I had, I was like, oh, like yeah. oh no, thanks. This shameless plug for, uh, she was due damn that cancer last year. Um, oh, so, oh uh, and then Chelsea had one the day after damn that cancer this year. Right. So oh, that's boy. what we do. Wow. So okay. anyway, yeah, man, it, it, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I can stop there, but it's, well, it, it, it's hitting those numbers and, um, mm -hmm. and really, uh, not waste, not just being as efficient as possible. Well, I imagine one of the benefits you have is having founded it in 2010 and running for a decade, you're operating in an age of very affordable SaaS platforms and software. Yeah. So you can keep, you know, where, where a legacy or older nonprofit may have just, just heavy expenses on technology and apps and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, tell us about how, how that's helped you, right? Yeah. The fact that we're where we are in our digital yeah. kind of life cycle. And then talk to us also about what you did in 2013 to scale. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say that that was a big example. There's two different things there. One, one, we were early adopters. Um, I, I'm a, I'm, I love being on kind of the edge of technology. Um, I adopt, I'm an early adopter just uh, by, 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 as a hobby, if you will. Yeah, um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm an enthusiast. But so I, um, I, 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 I had to look around off the shelf, what's available off the shelf, what we could do. So, for example, we still use Classy. We were one of the first, uh, Scott, the founder of Classy, um, did, a, did a pub crawl for his mom, started it, built his software. We jumped on with him really early on, and so it's a it's a fundraising platform. Yeah, so the fundraising mm -hmm. platform that we yep. use to, for our peer to peer, who um, they have a, I believe they've been got invest the investment from Salesforce now. But so, but so it's genius though. It's, it, to help help people fund build teams and actually measure and it's, yeah, it's and it came out of him doing a pub crawl for his mom and her diagnosis, oh. and I didn't know that. And then we became friends. He they fly out, hang out, do our event. It's an invention, man. It's yeah, awesome. exactly. So so anyway, we we. Um, I mentioned that because we're sort of grandfathered in and we've negotiation and we've kind of had some leverage with them to stay where we are and buy down. And, you know, we're enjoying wholeheartedly. Like I'd say we, you know, a lot of software we're enjoying, uh, it's kind of rent control, right? Mm. We are, we are still kind of working on, uh, on 2011, 2012 sort of agreements <laughs> because we, we, I mean, in, in exaggeration, but like, 
we, we got in early. And then we also, when you get in early with software, you try to be a part of the solution. So yeah. the way you handle events, you can also, with technology, you can be a case study and you can be an example. And so if you have to, you have to really stand up. Yeah. There's a feedback. We have to really stand up. Exactly. Customer. And they listen. And they listen and they've helped. They've gotten big and as they get bigger, it becomes harder. Um, sure. But so for a lot of that, you know, we get calls every other minute from mm. software platforms and software companies and stuff that want us to use. There's a, there's, there must be thousands of them wow. um, out there now doing kind of just that same thing with an exit strategy. But what we really needed to do was manage our, our platform um, because we do one thing, and that's cover the cost of therapy for these families. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing. Spreadsheet wasn't going to do it. <laughs> nobody. Yeah, it, it was doing it for 15 therapists. For bit, but yeah. yeah. And and so I knew, and I you know I, I, I'll make this quick, but I knew that we had to combine sort of our strengths: powerful community and donors, people that cared about what we did. Asking somebody to raise their hand who in our community has um, project management experience and developer manages development, uh, found it. A good friend of ours, Will, came forward and he is a big donor and then also worked in the field and then said, okay, I can trust, we can trust each other because you're a donor. We can do this at cost, do this at scale. We probably for 20% of the, of the full cost that it would have cost us, we were able to Create on the literally back of a napkin in a Starbucks, Chris. I, I kid you not. Like sketched it out of Starbucks and Brody Lane, Brody Oak Shopping Center, drew it all out, and said, "This is what I do." But what if we had a, a software program and a platform that did this? And he's like, "Nice." We built it, grew it. Um, this was my first foray into building up an application, a web application. It's an ASP.NET. It's a .NET app. I wouldn't have done that. What I know now, but it, it's powerful and does everything we need, and it's mm -hmm. it's. Incredible. So we could scale, add therapists, onboard them, pay them, keep them paid on time, manage manage their invoices, their scheduling, it's your all the enemy. System. And it's wow. and nobody's doing what Flatwater does, anything mm -hmm. like it. So how are we going to find something off the shelf? Right. So um, fast forward, here we are in an age where we got to take everything we've learned. Um, I think we're at, at the, the pandemic has given us a lot of pause for assessment, feedback, and self self. Um, self-review and sure. looking at what our greatest assets are. And this software has so much more potential. So now we're looking at what we can do um, internally for Flatwater, make it more powerful, more robust, increase and in, in, in enable onboarding so that a lot of what I do can be automated mm -hmm. from uh, meeting with the therapist, doing all the intake and getting them sort of into the platform. And then also ACH transfers, money transfer, you know, payment gateways, handling payments and stuff, which we still do by QuickBooks and all of that, but we could automate. So, mm -hmm. Um, using software, uh, I, I, I know enough just to be dangerous is the phrase kind of like, yeah. I'm not a developer, I'm not a guy, but I'm, uh, I think in process. So sure. as long as we can find the people that can help us get that, um, we can safely, uh, scale. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we've had, we've had some good success. So that's how you get to 150 therapists and that's how you keep them paid on the day they're right, supposed right. to get paid. So, and that's the, one of the number one things of business, pay your vendors. Take care of yeah. your vendors. Yeah. Right. I mean, effectively, these aren't your vendors per se, but they're, they're the folks providing service on your behalf. They, they, yeah. Take it, care of them. Yeah, take care of them, and and they 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 love it. It's, it's I'm amazed. We we're blessed. They come to me and say, when we the pandemic started, we had a couple of them that said, I understand, and we had to curb down their cap. We had to cap multiple payments. We had to figure out who was ready to be done, who could off offload. Um, who could go less often, et cetera. And then we just had therapists that said, you know what? I'm going to keep seeing them, but I'm not going to charge. 
Wow. Oh, yeah, I was Amazing. just going to ask you about that. I figured that, that if you were working with a group of therapists like that, there would be some that would that would start to donate. Um, but I mean, they, they offer a service. They have to get paid. They, you know. It's yeah, this, yeah. And it's not sustainable. <clears throat> not sustainable. We knew day one that they, we are paying right. for this care. And so we pay $70 right. for a $140 session. We have a 50% scale, which means that $10 oh, okay. can become 20 Donate 100 we can make it, turn it into 200 Oh, nice. oh, okay. Cool. Nice. So when you think about your, your software, your product, yeah. how are you managing the, the product itself? You know, we talk about product management. How are you, how are you thinking and, and, and managing like what you want to build? How are you tracking that? How are you thinking about that? Yeah. So what well, we built the platform, we had to build it as if we were, you know, had 500 therapists and we're a national organization. That was, that was the, the value so, kind of that I went in. Mm -hmm. And so we built everything so it would, it could scale nationally. Um, and so the way it's sort of it's sort of tracked, um, uh, you know, I, I, I live in it every day. I watch it. I see. I, I know what my frustrations and my pain points are. And so okay. I have Will, um, Will, our project manager, and I have a very close relationship because he's he was deep involved into the cause. He was a, many many years a, a live strong supporter and a big flat water supporter. And so he helps me sort of manage the pain points and what can be fixed and what okay. what can be fixed and what could be. Um, left alone because you have to remember we spend as little to nothing as possible on overhead if it's not going to help us provide more therapy and so that's really the benchmark for changes and updates that's our guiding principle, yeah. that's our guiding principle. but what's great is now that we've got seven years of learning on this um, we believe there's a big opportunity to recreate um, go down to the foundation, take down the studs, and do something incredibly powerful that I'm excited about. Um, sort of foreshadowing there, but what our opportunities yeah. are as an organization. And I truly believe it's not about what Flatwater can do, just about what Flatwater can do for this community of families touched by cancer. It's about what our whole country could do to enjoy technology that can uh, easier provide access, maybe for employees of companies to get therapy when they don't have okay. any other means. Um, and you know, yeah. uh, there's a lot of cool stuff out there, but access is hard. The better helps and uh, talk spaces of the world are amazing. I thumbs up huge proponent that I, I talked to other heads of most of them and top employees at a lot of them um, in doing some information gathering on what the future holds for telehealth, because I know that's going to be a part of our a major part of our future. And then boom, pandemic hits. <laughs> it immediately right. became a part of what we did. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What's Everybody had to go. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, I, I think there's a lot of exciting. Well, one of the questions that I was going to ask is, you know, what's next, but it sounds like technology yeah. is a big part of what's next for the Flatwater Foundation and for you. And uh, I got to say, I'm extremely proud of, of your organization and you. And, uh, oh, man. You've just done so many amazing things. And I think this community of Austin and Central Texas is, uh, is in a debt of gratitude to you. So oh, they, the community deserves the credit. Like, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm a guy who... who um, like I said, knows enough to be dangerous, but like yeah, but it takes it takes it takes someone to do it. Thank you. To yeah, start it and to get the ball rolling and 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 the, you're running a business, and I I think Garrett and I can empathize with the struggles and just the <laughs> burnout. Hell, burnout the is real, my friend. Burnout is <laughs> burnout is real, my friend. Yeah, I know. When you get to be HR and uh, you know, HR and paychecks <laughs> and all the hats, and yeah, fortunately we have an amazing team, like I said, and the board and yeah. Chelsea and myself, but. Uh, no, it is, man. It is. And I feel like a giant hypocrite when I run myself into the ground and 
don't take care of myself um, because it is hard. Yeah. yeah. Well, it seems like it's your, your DNA and personality as well. You know, you can't mm. help but be who Thank we you. are. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and just keep, keep, keep going. We're surrounded by amazing people. Right on. I appreciate um, that. Well, oh, no, you're welcome. And thank you. Uh, so we've, we like to kind of wind things down with a little bit of a speed round lightning. Oh, round. yeah. I love it. Game show style. That's right. right. You, hey, you hey we'll, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll preface it by saying you, you don't have to pick because uh, <laughs> we, don't, we don't want you to lose any sponsorship dollars, okay? Um, but um, yeah, so you can answer them however you feel comfortable. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to quote one of the openings, I forget which song it is. I think it's uh, Let's Kick It, G. Okay. No, can I kick it? Yes, you can. Tribe. <clears throat> All right. So, um, NRS or Cruiser? Paddleboard company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tahoe Sup. <laughs> we, we, yeah. Well, I mean, to that end, um, Cru- you've got an amazing round the lake, Lake Austin, uh, Lake Tahoe. Oh my uh, gosh. Event. I gotta get in on that. That's like well, that's, it's on my life goal. I gotta tick that one off. So top Wait, around the you go all the way the around so, the lake. Yeah, I'll have to let me use this opportunity to say that, that was a one off, and the whole world comes at me and wants to do that. So we did. We did 2015. We did the 137 miles through Holland. 2015, we Whoa. did. We did. We looped all of Lake Tahoe on Tahoe Whoa. subboards, and then uh, 2019, you guys, we did 100 a uh, thousand kilometers um, that we drove. And we did basically about 60, 70, 60 miles or so across uh, five different parts. We traveled the entire circumference of Iceland, living in oh, wow. living in vans and inflatable. Overlanding. Oh, oh dude. Overlanding. Dude, it was insane. So, so yes, we'll talk. We'll talk. We, 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 we try to change it up. But there's a huge ask for Tahoe. But anyway, yeah, well, well let's talk. Let's Wait, talk. Here, you know what? Here's another one that you should think about, too, from, um, from Cape Cod to Nantucket. I've heard of this. I've heard this. Yeah, I actually have a friend. They they had one. Do I don't know what it what. Yeah, you've heard of that. I, I do, and I actually have a friend who wanted me to do one. Uh, I think Newport. It was Newport. More. So I went to school in Rhode Island. I went to school in Providence. Oh, right. Rhode yeah, yeah. I went to, I went to Brown. Brown. I went right, to Brown. Yeah. yeah. And so I know that area a little bit. But uh, yeah. Hey, dude. Open ocean water, and it is is. Uh, that's a whole yeah. different animal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. We like our we like flat water. Lake Austin. Flat water, uh, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so all right, let's get back to the lightning right. round. Yeah, I talked too much. Dawn, dawn or dusk? Dusk. Dusk for sure. Hunter or gatherer? Gatherer. Easily. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite 90s jam? Oh, dude, you would do that to me. <laughs> this is what... Um, full disclosure, man, I'm, uh, I'll be 43 this year. So, uh, you missed the nineties. No, 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 no. You lived no, it, man. You came of age. I was a, I was a high schooler listening to okay, right, okay, okay. cold beverages, man. I was in, in high school. <laughs> so <laughs> I would say it depends. So it, it, a, a easy one for me, the mood, if I want to celebrate and, and crank it up and, and, Blast my music in in middle school. I would be cranking um, black and wa- black or white. Michael Jackson, the whole Dangerous album. Okay. The whole da- wow. the whole Dangerous album. Um, but I have to go with uh, Unbended Knee, Boys the Men. Wow. Cool. Very okay. cool. <laughs> Emotional. Yeah. Very much. 
Uh, let's see on the paddleboard topic: uh, inflatable or, or solid hard shell? I'd go inflatable. Newly, I would turn that to inflatable after my life in Iceland, traveling uh, all over the country. There was 15 of us. We threw 15 catamarans, uh, pontoon-style inflatable mm. boards, into a cargo van with the with our with our team from Arctic Surfers. Uh, we were able to do 15 of us with 15 paddle boards in a van, living in vans, oh, wow. and it just opened oh, wow. up a That's whole handy. new appreciation yeah. okay. for inflation and deflation. So it's an it's an efficiency thing, Christian. <laughs> no, hey, practical right, man. So now we're gonna switch to some more Austin-based um, questions: Tito's or Deep Eddy? Ooh. Wow, both huge sponsors of the <laughs> Okay, that's what I said. Answer, well, answer, answer, answer Amazing, Kevin and yeah, Kevin Bart and then all the deep Eddie too. That's funny. They are both, and I have to say, both of them have come out hard. Like we've got, awesome. yeah, we've got deep Eddie paddle boards out there, and we've got Tito's boards out there that, across the years. Yeah, so cool. Great. Uh, I guess I should have asked you, that's uh, the, vodka soda or martini? Vodka soda. So <laughs> vodka soda splash of cran. So the um, the funny part about that is we are very exclusive. Uh, category exclusivity is something that has been very, very important to us. Hmm. Um, Brown Distributing has come in and been the major sponsor of sort of the party aspect and helped us with beer. Landshark, real quick, Landshark came involved because I used to take Jimmy Buff at paddleboarding whenever he would... Before he would go on the road, he'd come. Uh, they'd come start in Austin, use the movie oh, theater, wow. and then go. Yeah, and so uh, a friend of mine, Andy, who got me, who gave me my first paddleboard, and I used to, he'd invite me to come along, and we would take Jimmy Buffett, and Jimmy was a huge surfer, Montauk. Um, yeah. Anyway, he would love what we do. He donated to my damn that cancer page. <laughs> nice. You have just received a cool. donation from okay. Jimmy Buffett, and I was just like, <laughs> all right, and we got Landshark involved, <laughs> and they've been in, but. So, but the, the, the vodka one, it's funny you brought that up because that's the only one where we're like, haven't really been too exclusive. I mean, year to year we are, we don't have two vodkas in one year, um, but both of those are, are so supportive. <laughs> well, here's another uh, local one for you. P. Terry's or Whataburger? Oh, P. Terry's. Uh, Whataburger all day long growing up as a kid because P. Terry's didn't exist, but now P. Right. Terry's, P. Terry's spicy chicken sandwich is my jam. <laughs> okay. All right, ACL or South by Southwest? ACL. South by Southwest has just gotten to be, it's amazing. It's, 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 um, to see music, like I, I imagine there's a, um, South by Southwest is something that's become very important to us. And I've been on panels and spoke, um, for, uh, mental health so for Flatwater. Mm -hmm. They've been very supportive cool. and I've gotten involved as a cause. But to see music, it's, it's too much. Too hard. <laughs> <Zoo. laughs> it's too right, hard. Say, yeah. Shit show. Shit show. Exactly. Go early. Go early to go early. Uh, find somebody. I mean, once you be careful. I won. I won a. Uh, I won um, a uh, VIP ticket one year, and makes it hard to go back. But ACL. Yeah. It, okay. But it, to not to not have that lux. But ACL all the way. So this one might be for the old schoolers here, and I think I know which way you'll go. It's more of habit than it is preference. Okay. Town Lake or Ladybird Lake. I'm like, yeah, plus one me on that one. I, I, Southwest, Southwest Texas State University. There you go. There you go. <laughs> or Texas State. Southwest Texas State. All right. A, a blues question. Jimmy Vaughn or Gary Clark Jr.? Gary Clark Jr. Gary Clark Jr. I just have to say I'm more familiar. I know a lot, of, I know a lot more of his stuff, and I really enjoy it. 
no no shade no shade the other way around but and then the final question are you got you got one christian g g love or special sauce (laughs) (laughs) um food truck or restaurant food truck i mean it's the land of covid dude (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you get to stay open you get to keep your distance you get that no okay food trucks um yeah i'm born and raised in austin texas I know. you got a favorite food truck in austin uh i i honestly i don't because I, the most of my my most uh my favorite thing to do with food trucks is find something different like find a food truck okay and so i try not to like with restaurants i go to like i'll go to p terry's just like just go, P. Terry, I want P. Terry's, I want P. Terry's. With food trucks, yeah, it's um, it's more like, uh, it's more of a discovery, and they're coming and going. And the best ones seem to be little taquerias that serve Mexican tortas next to really shady gas stations. Those tend to be... Yeah, those, yeah, the, 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 yeah, no Just doubt. super, the bread is right, sauce is right, like a torta, like a like kind of that you'd find down on, on, the, on, mm. the, on the Baja Peninsula um, in Mexico, like a nice torta. Um, next to the gas station. I don't think that that's exclusive to Austin. That's like everywhere. That's that's such a good good uh, point there. Yeah. All right. Well, that's great, Mark. Um, so um, before we wrap up, can you tell everybody out there how to get, uh, how they can learn more about you on the socials and how they can donate to Flatwater Foundation and every everything else? Yeah. Thank you for that. So flat flatwaterfoundation.org is our website and flatwaterfoundation.org forward slash donate. You'll find a few different ways. Uh, be what's part of what's a part of what is called our uh, mental health club, which is sort of join the club, and ten dollars a month um, or more, whatever. Uh, we like to try to send out some fun prizes and stuff periodically to those crew, or just a one-time donation. Like I said, we're climbing back up to get to where seventy dollars is one hundred and forty dollars of care. So even just a seventy-dollar donation is going to provide an hour of life-saving therapy, and sometimes it just takes that one hour, um, and then. Tyler'sETC.com is uh, Christian shared all of that exciting stuff about our event. See the recap from this year and learn about the people that did it. Um, Tyler'sDTC.com and uh, and yeah, Facebook. We're on we're on the Facebook and the Instagram at Flatwater and Facebook.com uh, forward slash Save the Minds. Awesome. Well, Mark, again, thank you for all that you do for our community. Thanks for joining us today, G. Always good seeing you, brother. Thank you all. Great to see you too, Christian. Thank you, guys. Hey, Garrett. Nice meeting you, man. Thanks, Christian. Good to see you. Keep up the great works, uh, Mark. We were really, uh, really impressed and inspired. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. It's very cool to meet you. I'm a a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of you too. Take care, guys. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Digital Transformationists podcast, brought to you by Precipio Consulting. Be sure to visit our webpage to check out our other episodes, access show notes and links, and listen to some great bonus content. Like what you heard? Subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. And tell a friend. We love making new friends. I'm executive producer Katie Thomas. Victor Vargas is our engineer. Alejandro Caballero is our editor. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>